This is my friend Yakuba. Uh, Yakuba and I got to know each other in 2004 for the first time uh, when we went to visit him to drill our first set of wells. And what we've seen since then is uh, an absolutely unique ability to communicate the gospel to a country that's 98% Muslim, and uh, the church is growing and the kingdom's growing. Um, we always appreciate when they have an intro video with your name on it because generally when you and I travel together, people get us mixed up a lot. And <laughs> who's the African and who's your host? Uh, that's great. Uh, we're not Scotty, am I wrong? We're walking around Niger. People start speaking house to me. I said, oh, I'm sorry. This, this is the African. <laughs> happens all the time. Yakuba, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I like Brent. <laughs> you know, God used him in, a, in a, some very, very uh, unusual ways. One of the ways that God used him, and I want to share this with you, <laughs> we were praying uh, as the church is growing, people are coming, we prayed to get about 100 chairs more to add to the church. You know, those, we use those plastic chairs. And Brent came, and he broke one of our chairs. <laughs> he went and sat in it and just fell down. I saw uh, something was going on in the back there. So what's going on? Brent broke a chair. <laughs> but he broke it. God heard our prayers. He paid for a hundred more. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, God can use you in many different ways. <laughs> Even if it takes him to use Brent to break a chair and Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we love you. Come and break another one. <laughs> we did not plan to give him the weakest one. God is good. Even in bad things that happen to you, you know, he used it for the good. I thank the Lord for for, for everything that you're doing, that you allow your people to go up. Uh, when I look at this, you said you're about gospel, people, and mission. This is what Jesus is about. Gospel, people, and mission. The angels will not do it for, for, for us. We have to do it. God wants us to do it. I would like so much when Jesus tells stories, this is how we, <clears throat> we tell stories in Africa. I grew up with our grandfathers telling us beautiful stories. And it, the, it, those stories have a lot of lesson in it that, that we learn. And we tell our children. We give it to our children. And they give it to their children. Stories. And I like it so much when I started to read the, the Bible for the first time. That's really stuck with me. I saw how God likes to tell a story. He takes things from our lives and, and, and tells stories about. And uh, one of the stories, um, I, I want us to see it in uh, Matthew 21, 28, 32. I'm just going to tell it. It's a beautiful story there. But 
sad but beautiful. This father, Jesus said, this father went to, he had two sons. He went to the first son. He said, son, can you go and work for me in my field today? In my vineyard. Can you go and work for me? The son said, no. I don't want to go. Can you imagine a father coming to his son? He loved his son. He said, can you do this for me? And the son said, no. It, it breaks the father's heart. But the, Jesus said, but later on, the son regretted it. He repented and he went. But he went to a second son. He said, son, can, can you? He said, he said the same thing. Can you go and work in my field for me? The son said, yes. He didn't go. He did not do it. And what I learned from this story, Jesus is saying, many, many people who have said no to Jesus. No, I don't want anything. I don't want to have anything to do with this Christian thing. I don't want it. They have rejected God. They have rejected Jesus. Jesus said, they're coming. They will come. They will be first in heaven before these religious people. And this is what God is doing today. He's drawing many, 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 many to his church. In Niger, every Sunday now, we have experience, every Sunday, people are coming to give their life to Jesus. Every Sunday. And right before I left, this one experience, but it's not only one. And you know how Jesus is doing it? He's revealing himself to them in dreams and visions. That's how I got saved. I saw Jesus in a dream and a vision. He came to me in a dream. He fellowshiped with me. And I was here, and he appeared to me in Garden City, Kansas. What I was doing there, I took a job, and I believed that God guided me there. A summer job, because I was going to school in, in, uh, in Texas, West Texas a &M. And summer came, I wanted to go there and work a little bit at Iowa Beef, IBP. I was there working in that plant. But it, it was in my home that Jesus appeared to me. And he's doing the same. Right before I left, one young man came to me. He said he's been looking for me for two months. He's been having a dream and vision. He said, I saw this man. He came to me. But I didn't see his face at first. He turned his face and he talked to me. He said, I want to be your father. I want to be your father. But he didn't know what to do. But in his dream, he was told to come and talk to us. And he went out looking for us for, for two months. He said, he's been trying and trying. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't come. That night, one night, you know, we have a, a radio station, so I went there, I was home, and the watchman called me and said, there is no light, everything stopped. Everything just went black, dark, black. So I went and tried to make things work, tried to get electricity coming back. I couldn't do it. I tried to call the uh, electrician. Nobody answered. Until 11, around 11 p.m., this young man just walked me. He said, I've been looking for you. I, I said, what can I do for you? He said, I saw this man. It kept on coming to me in my dream. 
and talking to me. He wants to be my father. And he told me to go and talk to you guys. You have something to tell me. And I told him, and I said, it's Jesus. It's the same way he came to me. But for this young man, he did not see his face. He just saw the back. He told him, he said, I'm not going to show you my face yet. So when he accepted Jesus, he went back. A week later, he came back to me. He said, I saw his face now because of what I did. Now he showed me his face. Now he showed him. I've seen him. He was so happy. He said, can you baptize me now? I said, you need to wait. You have to go through teaching. You have to understand what it is. So we did. But the day of baptism, he couldn't come. I didn't see him. Until around 5 p.m., he showed up. He said, I went home. I fell asleep. But I have to be baptized today. But we finished the baptism. We, we do it in a church where they had a, a baptism. They let the water go. But that day, he said, we need to go back. I need to be baptized today. You don't understand. I have to be baptized. So I took him. We went there. I saw the watchman. He said, well, I let the water go. He said, no, you need to go look. We went in. And the water was about here. He said, that's good enough. Put him in there. <laughs> we laid him down all the way until the water was right here. We took him out. He was so happy. You see how desperate people are coming to Jesus. And he's not the only one. Jesus is appearing to many, many, many. Many who have said, no. I don't want it. They're coming. The question is, are we ready? Are we ready? This is what Jesus is doing. As I read about Jesus for the first time in my life, when I opened the Bible, and I followed him in the Bible, step by step, everywhere he goes, his heart is about his father's business. As a young man, he told his parents, who were looking everywhere for him, so why do you look for me in the wrong places? Don't you know? Don't you know that I'm by my father's business? That's the reason why I came. To be by my father's business. And I, I read the story. One day he was coming into Jericho. He was walking a lot of people around Jesus. Crowd, people everywhere talking. Everything that he's been doing. And then he came someplace where there was a blind man. This blind man was sitting there by the street. And he was begging for food. He was begging. Somebody help me. Somebody. And then he heard the cry, the crowd. He heard a noise. He said, what's going on? What is it? They said, oh, it's Jesus. And then he screamed. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And people say, oh, be quiet. Like, shut up. Be quiet. No, Jesus, 
doesn't have time for you. Be quiet. And he screamed again, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible said, Jesus stopped. He stopped. He turned around. He said, bring him to me. They brought the man. He knew what the man wanted. But he asked the man, what do you want from me? The man said, I want to see. I want to see. Jesus said, see, your faith has healed you. And the man saw. And everybody that they gave give glory to God. That's what it is about. When God uses you, people around you will give glory to God. That's all. what it's all about. God is getting the glory. And you know, after that, he was getting into Jericho. He, and the crowd was following him. And the Bible said there was one man in that city. His name was Zacchaeus. He was short, like me. Short. He, he couldn't see. He was among big Americans, you know, tall guys. And he, he tried to see Jesus. He couldn't. He, he, then he saw a tree. And he climbed the tree. He didn't give up. He could have said, oh, okay, uh, I go home. The Spirit of the Lord was drawing him. Just like he's doing today. He's drawing him. He, he couldn't give up. He had to see Jesus. He, he climbed the tree. And Jesus saw him. This man had something. He was the chief of tax collectors. He made his riches, his money, into lying, corruption, cheating. Cheating the people. He was really a big man in the community, but he was, people didn't like him. But he went on the tree to see Jesus that day. And Jesus stopped. In all the crowd around him, he stopped because he saw somebody who was being drawn to him. He said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly. Come down. I want to be in, in your home today. People say, no, 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 you cannot do that. You cannot go there. This guy, he's no good. You are a man of God. You are a pastor. You are a Christian. You don't go to these places. Don't go. He says, Zacchaeus, come. I want to be in your home today. When Jesus went to his home, you know what happened to this man? This conviction of the Holy Spirit, he could not take it. It was so much. He says, this is what I'm going to do. Everything I took from, from people, I'm going to give it back to them four times. To everybody, I'm going to give it back to them. I cheated them. I lied to them. I'm going to give it back to them four times. That is more than what the law of Moses is saying, is telling him to do. Because the law of Moses said, if you take anything from somebody and you realize that you have cheated, give it back to them. And you add one-fifth. But this man is saying, I'm going to give it back to them four times. That's what Jesus does to you when he comes to your home. 
as you follow Jesus, you see every step, every place he goes, he's by the Father's business. You remember the Samaritan women? That's a woman. In those days, in that area, women are nothing. Nothing. Jesus, and being a Samaritan, in those days, in that area, they are mixed race. They are a mixed race. They are not what they call pure race. Jewish people don't mess with them. Jesus decided to cross the line and go and talk to this woman. God's heart is to cross the line. Doesn't matter the color. Doesn't matter the nationality. Doesn't matter the language. God came for everybody. John 3.16. For everybody. I just came from Europe. I left my family there. They are in Germany. When I get there, when I got there, many, many people, immigrants from everywhere, from Iran, from Pakistan, from all these nations, they're there. They're just crossing borders. They're coming in. They're dying in the, in the seas. They're coming. They want to be there. What are they looking for? Young men, mothers, fathers, children. They're just flooding into, into those countries. What are they looking for? Look around you today. The whole world is a big mess. Everybody want to kill somebody. Just kill and destroy. That's telling us what Jesus said in John 10.10. 10. He said, the enemy has come to kill, to destroy. I have come to give life. They're looking for peace. They're looking for freedom. When you meet Jesus, Jesus is alive. When you meet him, you will know this peace, this assurance, this love come from him to you. You can feel it, and you want it. They're looking for those things because he is the answer. They're looking for those things. Now, the church asks himself, what, what should we do? The politicians are talking. The United Nations talking. Everybody's talking. What should we do? There is a big mess everywhere. Everybody going everywhere. Everybody want to kill somebody. There's smoke everywhere. War. Rumors of war. What should they do? It looks like they have no answer. Because the mess is just going up. Now my question is, what should the church do? What should we do in this big mess? Then we go back to the question. What will Jesus do? He will go. Right now, as I talk to you, he's, he's here, he's out there, working day and night. He's in the parks. He's in the marketplaces. He's, he's 
everywhere. When he is needed, he's there. He's crossing the borders. He's crossing the lines. What should we do? If the church is so comfortable, it's them and us. Them and us. What should we do? I want to show you two pictures of the church. And we choose one. I have more time. Can I get seven people here, please? I want to show you two pictures of the church. Seven people. Voila. Let's hold him. I want, to, I want us to hold him. In a circle. In a circle. Voila. This is one picture. We are all here together. Everything is happening inside. Inside. We love, we praise, hallelujah, I love you. Jesus is Lord, Jesus is King. Everything is happening inside. The other picture is this. Let's turn around. Let's hold him. Okay? Now we're facing the world. We're facing the whole world. But we don't stop there. We love each other. This holding hand means we love each other. We don't stop there. Now what do we do? We go. Everybody go in one direction. We go. With the gospel. God is calling us to open up. Open up. And get them in. We need to open up. Go. Mission is the heart of God. People. He minds a whole nation. At the same time, he minds individuals. He's so big. He's in the whole universe. But he can come to every individual in your little room to talk to you. That's Jesus. This kind of love is what he gave us to take out. The church is not meant to stay in, to to go, to go. Jesus, he sees you. He knows you're different. He knows you're a sinner. He knows you have done everything in your life. But he's willing to cross the line and come to you and hug you and show you God loves you. And he's willing for you to come. It doesn't matter what you believe in. He's going to come. That's why he didn't send the angels to go do it. He's sending the church, us. We need each other. This is the time the church needs to come together. Need to come together. All this mess, the medicine is in the church. I'm absolutely convinced that the mess medicine for all this hatred, all this killing, all this divorce, all this, I don't want to be with you anymore. I don't like you. 
the medicine is Jesus. It's the gospel. There is no way you will have the spirit of God living in you and take somebody, lay him down, and cut his throat. There is no way you can do that. It's impossible. There is no way you will go and burn somebody's house down. There's no way you will take somebody, burn him down. There's no way you can face somebody and shoot him with the Spirit of God living in you. You can't. You cannot. Because of Jesus in you. Jesus is real. I did not know that. I did not know Jesus. But when he came, my heart totally changed. He made me able to love human, to love people, to want to be with people, to want to go and share the love that he gave me with boldness, no fear. Because if you have the medicine, you will go. You will go. You cannot keep it. That's why he said, and everywhere when Jesus speaks, he talks about the parable of the lost coin, the parable of the lost sheep. He's always talking about the lost and how to reach out to them. If you have a son, you have a daughter, you have somebody. Because I always say this, it's easy to love somebody that is lovable, somebody who loves you. What about those who hate you and who want to destroy you? What about somebody saying, I don't want to have anything, I don't want to have to do anything with you. I'm done with you. Can you just pray? Jesus is Lord. He'll do it for you. We don't, as a church, we don't work with good ideas. Good ideas last only a few weeks, a few months, maybe a year. But you work with revelation from Jesus. He revealed to you the plan of the Father, the vision of the Father, which is the great commission. Go. Tell them. I love them. And there is a way out. There is an answer. Go tell them. We need each other. I need you. You need me. I'm your brother. Let's go together. Mission is not only about money and resources. It's about fellowship. Relationship. Relationship. Staying together. Making it happen. Together. One God, one Lord, one Holy Spirit, one same vision, one same vision.
I pray that you will pray. God will reveal to you what should be your role. You're not here by accident. You're not on the face of this earth, born in America by accident. No. Jesus has a plan for you. There are people out there that are crying, God, if you don't do something today, I'm dead. Help me. God, do something, please. And God wants to send you. He wants you to go talk to them. Thank you. God bless you.